Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where we make our friends do all the work for us. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. Can you believe we've done a hundred of these things? A hundred is a big number, Emily. There's like three digits in it. I mean, it took us four and a half years to get here. (laughs) And to be fair, I wasn't here for all of it. It took me four and a half years to get here. (laughs) I was going to say, the real celebration should be for you who have actually done a hundred episodes. I was was in my mid-twenties when I started this, Sarah, and now I'm an old woman. (laughs) You're going to be... 30 in four days from when this airs, right? Yeah. Did I math right? It's on Sunday. It's on yeah. Sunday. I won't be here. Well, I mean, I... Everybody wish Emily a happy birthday. Thank you. I made it sound like I'm, like, departing the planet like Heaven's <laughs> Gate. I'm just going to a hotel for a night. Have you watched that HBO HBO documentary on Heaven's Gate? This is going to shock the fuck out of a lot of people, but I don't really watch true crime documentaries. I watch a lot of Forensic Files, and then, yeah, the the documentaries I watch are all about nature and, like, natural history. Yeah, that sounds about right. And how it's made. I fucking love how it's made. Who doesn't love how it's made? What a great show. Every episode of How It's Made is on Discovery+. Plus. <laughs> oh, so you are set for life. Um, I have every episode of How It's Made, all the Forensic Files, every episode of The Barefoot Contessa, The Pioneer Woman, Good Eats. So this this was a streaming service literally designed for you. Yeah, it was made for stoned Emily. And people who like 90 Day, 90 Day Fiance, which I'm not... I don't understand the show. All right. Well, we uh, are not doing a hundred, uh, 90 Day Fiance. Uh, no, episode. that's not even remotely what this episode is about. Although, I mean, this episode is about a lot of things. It's about everything. Literally everything. At least a hundred things. More than a hundred things. Thank you. I would say so, yeah. So... We figured for our 100th episode, we would teach you 100 things. And by we, I mean we contributed, but we had a lot of help from some very amazing friends of the show. I need to thank Avalon, Leanne, Shane, Sarah, and my personal butthead, Travis, for contributing facts for this show. Oh, sorry. I just realized I forgot to put an Oxford comma in that sentence. Let me just add that real quick. Oh, thank you. Now that you've read it. Well, and also, I said Sarah, and I don't mean Sarah like you, Sarah. I mean no. Sarah Iyer from the podcast. <laughs> we'll call her out specifically when we get to her facts, which are very good. But I'm, I'm very proud of you guys, and thank you for doing this. We barely had to do any work for this episode, literally. Like, that is the joke of the cold open, because you guys sent us so many facts that we, we didn't have to find that many. And I'll be honest, I didn't put that much work into finding. I sat myself down and I just Googled like fun facts. And then I would look around my brain or the room and be like, and fun facts about beavers. And then we'd go from there. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen. We're going to read the facts and discuss them when needed. And uh, there will be roughly 100. Somewhere in the ballpark. <laughs> and since I'm the odd numbers. You uh, are num- indeed. <laughs> Our first fact, Uh, when she found out that she was too tall to join the military, 
uh, being 6'2", Julia Child volunteered her services to the Office of Strategic Services, where she helped develop shark repellents used on underwater explosives during World War II, because apparently they had a big problem with curious sharks setting off explosives. Does seem like a very on-brand thing for sharks to do. I thought you were going to say for Julia Child to do. I'm like, yeah, it's cooking. Well, that too. But like sharks, like I feel like, <laughs> isn't that the explanation? And here we go. Another fact, kind of the explanation for shark attacks is like they look like people like on surfboards, especially if they're swimming, like look like a seal. So they oh, just yeah. kind of like take, not knowing what it is, they just kind of like take a bite out of it. And if it isn't a seal, they'll just spit it out again. It's that shark equivalent of that bean boozled game where you're <laughs> offered two <laughs> jelly beans that look the same and one tastes like shit. Yep. They're like, hmm. This jelly bean is not a seal jelly bean. <laughs> I wonder where Jelly Belly is on that flavor development. <laughs> okay, number two. The technical name for the hashtag symbol is the octothorpe. Uh, the prefix octo obviously refers to the symbol's eight points, but thorpe is a total mystery. Uh, the best theory is that it comes from the Old English word for village because it looks like a village surrounded by eight fields, I guess. That seems like a stretch. I... I mean, I grew up knowing it as pound sign, and then it became the hashtag. Yeah. And I guess it's an octothorpe. It is technically an octothorpe. Which just sounds like eight Chris Hemsworths that are a little drunk, <laughs> which I've had dreams like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, number three. Although it is the national dog of France, the poodle actually originated in Germany. The breed comes from the German word pudel, or pudlin, which means to splash in the water. Aww. Uh, in fact, the, French, the term French poodle is a misnomer. In France... The breed is called the caniche, French for duck dog. Duck dog because it looks like a duck or because they like were meant for hunting ducks? I believe they're used for hunting ducks. Okay, that makes more sense. I mean, when you think about it, the poodle does have a very German sensibility to it. It does. I can see it. All right, for number four, we have a very special fact for uh, from our dear friend Shane Hosey. And my name is Shane Hosey. I'm a resident uh, Dungeons and Dragons and wrestling call-in expert. I want to tell you, fans, about one of my favorite titles in professional wrestling, that being the Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship. Uh, this is a title recognized by a Japanese promotion called DDT, or Dramatic Dream Team. Uh, it was created in 2000, uh, and it is notable in that the title can be won or lost uh, 24-7, <laughs> as long as there is an officially recognized DDT referee present to count the fall, the title can and will and has changed hands. Um, and I just want to run you through some of my favorite snippets of history, some notable champions that have held the, once again, Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship. Now, the history starts June 29th, 2000. Uh, wrestler Poison Swada Black created the title, recognized himself as the first champion, and then three minutes later lost the title to Mitsunobu Kikuzawa. Uh, that sort of sets the pace for most of the uh, championship reigns. A lot of them last less than a day. Uh, currently, there have been 1,498 champions recognized uh, by DDT uh, in the roughly 10-year history of the title. December 14th, 2000, the championship changes hands a total of, let me see here, let's do a little basic math, 
29 times in the span of a 15-minute false count anywhere match. That actually becomes a fairly common occurrence, a common match type for the Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship. The joke being that it is a 15-minute match where the champion can, of course, under 24-7 rules, lose the title immediately after the match itself ends. <laughs> oh, boy. Shane's, Shane is going to give us just take us on a wild ride, isn't he? It's, uh, I've listened to it a couple times because I had to, to edit it up for the episode, but it is a wild fucking ride. I'm very excited. I've been more excited about Shane's... <laughs> Shane's segment than pretty much anything else in this episode. All right, so fact number five. Robert Hansen owned a bakery in Anchorage that he operated while he was out murdering women during the 70s. The fun fact here is that he actually made really good donuts. That's a fun fact from Steve, isn't it? That is a fun fact from Steve, my father, who knew Robert Hansen. <laughs> totally chill. Yeah, he said he was kind of a weird, well, not kind of a weird, but he was a weird, very shy uh, guy, but my dad's ex-wife really loved his donuts. <laughs> All right, number six. Bones found at Seymour Island indicate that 37 to 40 million years ago, somewhere in there, uh, there were penguins that stood six feet tall and weighed 250 pounds, which sound perfect for hugging. Uh, those penguins were roughly the size of Travis, which really freaks me out. <laughs> Just imagine having... A giant penguin walking around your house. I, I can very well imagine it. It probably is a lot cleaner. <laughs> probably puts its dishes in the fucking dishwasher. He doesn't listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right. Number seven. In 2002, Bruce Willis bought 12,000 Girl Scout cookies from his daughter and shipped them to troops stationed in the Middle East. Uh, it was his daughter's idea. That's a smart daughter. As someone who has sold Girl Scout cookies, that is that is a cheater's move, but... <laughs> Whatever. But I also feel like isn't that fairly typical? I mean, I feel like whenever I bought Girl Scout cookies, it was because one of my mom's like coworkers brought the forms into and this is how like I sold stuff when I was in school. Like I had my mom take the forms to the bank and had all her friends buy from me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I was the only Girl Scout in my school because it was a private Catholic school. Uh, no one wanted their daughter to be a Girl Scout. Everyone wanted the cookies. It's because Girl Scouts are too feminist. Hmm. All right, for number eight, we're going back to Shane. August 26, 2002, Masahashi Kakuta becomes the first non-wrestler to uh, win the award and also the first title change to take place outside of Tokyo. I'm not sure uh, who this person actually is. Um, Wikipedia isn't uh, that good, unfortunately. Later that same year, November 14th, the Great Mampuku, a character from a children's television show, wins the title. Um, a few days later, A.D. Yamamoto, uh, also a character from a, a children's television show, uh, wins the title from The Great Mampuku. Lots of children's television hosts uh, also moonlighting yeah. as wrestlers, I guess. All right, number nine comes from Avalon, and I think the next batch comes from Avalon, who... Uh, there's quite a few Avalon facts right in a row here. Number nine. Thomas Midgley, the guy who added lead to gasoline to reduce engine noise, felt so bad about it that he decided to make up for it by inventing a new category of refrigerator coolant, the chlorofluor the chlorofluorocarbon. 
Good job. Uh, he died when he was strangled by a pulley system he invented to help him get out of bed. It is entirely mm. possible that Midgley has caused more harm to our planet than any other individual. Isn't there, like, a theory that a lot of, the, like, the crime in the 70s was caused by lead and gasoline, or at least, like, that is a contributing factor? Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely one of the running theories that up until about the 90s, um, a lot of crime and aggression was the result of lead poisoning because, like, we haven't had any big ser- serial killers for a while. Yeah. That were, you know, born after, like, the late 70s. Lead and gasoline. Great idea. Yeah. Also from Avalon, number 10, uh, the first director of Jaws was fired because he kept calling the shark a whale. (laughs) Uh, Number 11 from Avalon, the James Bond theme was based on a song called Good Sign, Bad Sign. Monty Norman took it from a flop musical about a guy with an unlucky sneeze. He was born with this unlucky sneeze. And what is worse, I came into the world the wrong way round. Pundits all... All right, let's send it back to Shane for number three. Not number three. (laughs) Number 12. Okay, January 31st, 2003. This is a big, a massive milestone. Uh, a ladder fell on champion uh, Yoshihiro Sakai during a match, and the referee counted the fall. Now, of course, the the ladder uh, reigned for less than a day before uh, being pinned later on by uh, Suichi Ichimaya. But that's just sort of how the uh, cookie crumbles. Of course, later on, on September 28th, the ladder would have its revenge, winning uh, its second reign. Um, <laughs> the notes say this ladder is considered to be the same as the previous ladder to win the title, therefore making it a two-time champion. Uh, it would go on later that year in October to forfeit the title after being, quote-unquote, encouraged by the DDT president. Apparently, the ladder was just too strong. Uh, no one could uh, take it down. I am crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not even the best one. Oh, ladder. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Number 13 from Avalon, the ancient Greeks didn't know what blue was. (laughs) They didn't have a word for it, and uh, as such, it is argued that they may have lacked the ability to see it at all, or at least differentiate it from other colors like purple, green, or red. Very interesting. But they use blue in quite a bit of their decor, like... Did they? Yeah, I mean... From what I've seen watching Travis play Assassin's Creed Odyssey and like I mean, <laughs> my own obsession with the Disney film Hercules and the Greek gods. I don't know if either of them can be considered reliable sources for how the Greeks did their thing. Uh, number 14 from Avalon. According to the Catholic Church, the beaver is a fish. Uh, this is so it could be eaten on Fridays during Lent. Don't eat beavers. No, don't eat beavers. Poor things. Um, Number 15 from Avalon. (laughs) This is maybe the most relatable thing I've read. Uh, One time Jimmy Carter sent a suit to the dry cleaners without taking the nuclear codes out of the pockets. It feels like a very Jimmy Carter thing to do. I love him. He's so great. Is he doing okay? He's doing okay. I don't think he could attend the inauguration, but like he sent nice words. Well, it's because he's older than God, so. This is also true. Uh, Number 16. The Eiffel Tower can grow up to six inches taller during the summer because the heat causes iron to expand. No shit. Yeah. Uh, 17. You could buy a bra on Main Street in Disneyland for about half a second in the 1950s. Among the gift shops of Main Street was the Intimate Apparel Shop presented by the Hollywood Maxwell Brazier Company of Los Angeles. The Victorian-style shop, which closed in 1956 after six months of operation, featured the Wonderful Wizard of Bras, a narrated slideshow that gave the history of undergarments. 
was it encouraged to close down because it wasn't part of the Disney brand or did it just not do well? Um, well, they probably replaced it with something that was going to be a little more um, marketable. Fair. Uh, I would give everything to see that slideshow. That, yeah, it sounds awesome. All right, number 18, we are continuing the saga of Shane's uh, wrestling title. July 31st, 2004, uh, Shimon uh, Nagao, uh, a three-year-old picked from the audience, wins the title, becoming the Iron Man heavy metalweight champion. November 20th, 2004, someone listed only as taxi driver uh, wins the title. Uh, again, reigns for less than a day. The note there is uh, an actual taxi driver. Uh, later on, December 25th, 2004, Yak-chan wins the title. And the note is that they are a, a monkey and the first animal to win a title. And Yachan reigns for 62 days. <laughs> Just so good. Number 19. <laughs> the average cumulus cloud weighs somewhere around 1.1 million pounds. Shit. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that much weight hovering clouds above are heavy. me. I don't like the idea that clouds weigh anything at all. Yeah, that's upsetting. Number 20. Gerald Ford would blame his farts on the Secret Service. <laughs> the president would turn to his Secret Service agents and loudly proclaim things like, Jesus, was that you? Show some class instead of owning up to his farts. Which is exactly the kind of thing I'd expect from Gerald Ford. Yep. That... Very, very on brand for Jill. I got to the end of this and realized I didn't include any Taff facts. Oh, oh, that's okay. (laughs) I think we've talked enough about Billy Howie Taff chapters. (laughs) (laughs) The first commercial flight lasted only 23 minutes. In 1914, Abraham Field, a former mayor of St. Petersburg, paid $400, so about like $8,500 today, to travel to Tampa, which is only 21 miles away. St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida. Yeah, sorry, not like Moscow. That's a very Florida thing to do. (laughs) Not Moscow. I mean, not Russia. (laughs) Moscow is another city in Russia. (laughs) I know things. Should we do tote bags that say Billy Howie Tafters or my other ride is Billy Howie Tafters or something like that? (laughs) My other ride is Billy. (laughs) You know, like bumper stickers. My other ride is a bathtub. I get the joke. I just don't want to think about anyone riding Billy Howie Tafters. Like a pony, not like a... (laughs) Anyway, here's Shane again. July 24, 2005, Yuki Miyazaki uh, wins the title on a trip to the uh, Yakiyama Springs Inn. Um, Fortunately, only lasts about six days, uh, where she is then pinned by Yuka Nakamura, uh, who pins Miyazaki at a bus stop. She only makes it as far as the restroom, unfortunately, where Tanny Mouse... uh, pins Nakamura in the women's room at a service area of a tollway. Uh, When they actually make it to the springs, the chef uh, in attendance, only listed as a chef, wins the title by pinning Tanny Mouse in a party room. Uh, Then Haruka Matsuo defeats the chef with a sleeper hold on a stairway at the Yakiyama Springs Inn. Uh, Later that night, Yuki Miyazaki uh, returns and pins Matsuo in Matsuo's guest room at the Yakiyama Springs Inn as Matsuo was trying to sleep. Finally, Etsuko Mita um, on July 31st pins Miyazaki in front of the bus after they get out from it. So quite an eventful trip to the hot springs there. This should be a movie. (laughs) 
like a John Wick kind of paced like sort of movie where it's just like people wrestling. It's literally just the the church scene from Kingsman, but wrestling. Like I want it shot that way. Just one continuous shot. Yes, for two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, I'd watch that. Number 23. The four primary kinds of mozzarella used to make pizza are mozzarella di bufala, made from the milk of water buffalo in Italy and used on Neapolitan-style pizzas, a fior di latte, similar to mozzarella di bufala, but made from cow's milk, burrata, a fresh Italian cheese known for its creamy filling, and, quote, pizza cheese, unquote, <laughs> the less perishable whole milk or part skim mozzarella used by the majority of American pizzerias. There's definitely, like, a distinct kind of pizza cheese. Like, it isn't, like, just mozzarella. It isn't just, like, there's a blend that is going on. I mean, yeah. obviously, but. Um, I like a nice, uh, fresh, I get be fior de latte, because it's uh, cow's milk, but buffalo mozzarella is dope as hell. Yeah, when I'm getting, like, any kind of, like, fancy pizza, it's going to be the mozzarella to buffalo. We actually got this kind of cheese for Christmas. Yes, we got cheese for Christmas. Um... <laughs> That's like a mozzarella, but it's stretched and then put on a rope and then hung to age. Ooh. That is amazing on pizza. God, that sounds good. Uh, baby porcupines are known as porcupets. The porcupet sounds like a uh, children's <sighs> cartoon from the 70s. Yes, very much. Uh, number 25 is from friend of the show Sarah Iyer of the Percast. Uh, the 25th Amendment, Section 4, which is the section the cabinet could have used to remove Trump from office, was attempted in 1987 with Ronald Reagan. Apparently, his cabin thought he was, quote, lazy and wanted to catch him in the act, so they invited a bunch of people for him to interact with, but he was on his game that day, so it was unsuccessful. If I'm not mistaken, in 1987, Ronald Reagan was definitely uh, well into his dementia, so <laughs> lazy, sure. I mean, neither are good for a president. <laughs> no, like, I, I don't disagree with his cabinet necessarily, but... To qualify it as lazy is interesting, but... Uh, okay, number 26, also from our good friend Sarah Iyer. Uh, Cadbury cream eggs are made with beaver anal gland excretions. Which leads us to fact number 27. Beavers secrete a substance that smells like vanilla. Castorum is a chemical compound that comes that mostly comes from beaver's uh, castor sacs, which are located under the tail. It is secreted as a brown slime that's the consistency of molasses and smells like musky vanilla. It is an FDA-approved natural flavoring. Delicious. I still love Cadbury cream eggs. It's not going to stop me. No. All right, let's throw it back to Shane for 28. That was your line, but I'm taking it anyway. Fine, be that way. August 7th, 2005, Kaori Yoniyama becomes the 199th champion uh, and immediately vacates the title because, quote, the number 199 is not a good number to call. I feel like Japan as a country is just having a lot more fun than us. In some respects, yes. <laughs> We're having a much less responsible fun. Yeah. All right, number 29 from Avalon. Uh, Tintin is called Tantan in Japanese because Tintin is pronounced chin-chin and means penis. <laughs> Um, did you hear about that children's show somewhere in, like, the Norway, Sweden area about a man who has problems because he has a very large sentient penis? What? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a children's show? It's a children's show. It just came out, like, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's about a man who has to deal with the repercussions of things done by his sentient penis, sentient. including stealing ice cream from children and helping rescue kittens from trees, I think. 
what is going on in Norway? Um, it, it's it's supposed to teach kids about taking responsibility. I mean, there there are other ways to do that that don't involve sentient penises, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, number thirty from Dear Avalon: uh, The Middle East imports a lot of sand from Australia. Just they have deserts. All right. I have no additional <laughs> context for this. I'm sorry, Emily. Anyway, number 31 from Avalon. Uh, the best rhubarb is forced rhubarb. Forcing rhubarb is a process where it is grown in darkness. Horrifyingly, under the right circumstances, it grows so quickly that you can actually hear it. Number 32 from Avalon. Hans Christian Andersen went to stay with Charles Dickens and ruined their friendship by refusing to leave for five weeks. After Anderson left, sensing that he was no longer welcome, uh, he cried upon his departure as well, uh, he sent along an apology note. It read, Kindly forget, he pleaded, the unfavorable aspect which our life together may have shown you of me. I don't even know what one of... I don't even want to know what went on in this house. Uh, Dickens himself wrote a note on the mirror of the guest room in his house. Hans Anderson slept in this room for five weeks, which seemed to the family ages. To be fair, five weeks, way too long. That is way too long. I feel bad staying with someone for like a long weekend. Yeah. And like, I get that even this was in like old timey days where people routinely did that. But oh boy. But like when I went to visit you and my flight got delayed, I chose to stay at a hotel <laughs> instead like of being 15 minutes like, away. <laughs> not not even like 15 minutes. Like I passed the fucking Mall of America on my way to this Holiday Inn. Yeah, it was like four days. Like it was like, I love you, but I oh, need yeah. to be by myself now. <laughs> I ate it on IHOP. It was fine. Or Denny's. I had Han Solo pancakes. Ooh. Uh, number 33 from Avalon. Technically, World War II didn't end until 1989, as Germany did not exist in 1945. Interesting. They did not cover that in Captain America, the first vendor. <laughs> not quite. Uh, in addition to ruining the American planes, barbed wire, or otherwise known as the devil's rope, was used not only to fuck up cow shit, but also as early telephone cables. There's actually a whole episode of uh, The Dollop about barbed wire or the devil's rope. I prefer their uh, episode about truck nuts, but... I wasn't sure if uh, that name was Avalon making a funny joke or if it was something people actually actually called barbed wire. they actually called it the devil's rope. (laughs) All right, for number 35, let's take it back to Shane. December 25th, 2005, Kitty-chan, a Hello Kitty doll, uh, becomes the 217th champion. Later during the same battle royal, uh, pinned by Ma-kun, who is uh, another stuffed doll. Uh, In 2006, during a live show, uh, Shinobu and Yuko Miyamoto trade the championship with each other 303 times. Uh, which is the record for the most title changes on the same night. Unfortunately, the date of the event is unknown, and I like this note on the Wikipedia article. Those title changes are not listed to reduce the size of the article. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, number 36. Some cats are allergic to people. I would say most cats are allergic to people because... <laughs> um, number 37. Steve Martin's first job was selling guidebooks and magic tricks at several shops uh, around Disneyland. Other celebrity Disneyland employees include John Lasseter, the director of Toy Story, who started as a street sweeper in Tomorrowland, Michelle Pfeiffer, who masqueraded as Alice in the 70s, and President Nixon's press secretary, Ron Ziegler, as well as Kevin Costner, who were Jungle Cruise uh, skippers. I can definitely see Kevin Costner on the Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise is where stand-up comedians who aren't working in stand-up comedy full-time go. (laughs) It's a great job. I would love that job. I could never have that job, though. 
uh, because my giant Disney tattoo disqualifies me from working at the parks. Depressing. I knew it when I got it. Uh, Number 38. There is a boring Oregon in a dull Scotland. They have been sister cities since 2012. And boring is exactly as exciting as you think it is. I would hope so. It's literally just like a fucking hole in the wall town. Like there's nothing there, obviously. Yeah, usually. All right. For 39, we're going to take it back to Shane. December 23rd, 2006. Founder of the uh, hardcore punk band QP Crazy. Uh, only known as the crazy SKB, wins the title, uh, reigns for 29 days, and then puts the title up for auction, which is won by uh, Nasoshi Sano. March 11, 2007, on the DDT 10th anniversary show, after a long and bloody battle, a championship scramble match with many competitors, um, the final champion of the evening, uh, the 693rd champion, it's uh, the latter again. This is its third title reign. okay number 40 bill the pony in lord of the rings was actually two people in a pony costume because it was (laughs) deemed too difficult to work with a real pony in a swamp of course it was still in the pain in the ass to shoot anyways Uh, we had a terrible struggle to get the pony to walk through the marshes because the performers were completely blind buried in this costume and up to their waist in a real swamp shared peter jackson bill would try to walk and then would start to wobble and everyone would have to rush in and catch him before he fell over there was one hilarious moment where the front legs moved without the back legs and bill got stretched into a sort of long sausage dog man the set of lord of the rings seems like it would have been a fun place um i don't know if you've ever listened to the cast commentaries from the extended versions of lord of the rings emily emily yeah i have listened to the cast commentaries of all the extended (laughs) lord of the rings at least eight teen times like that used to be my holiday like tradition was i would do a puzzle and i would watch all the extended dvds i would watch all the commentaries i would watch all the extras all right as long as we're on the same page um (laughs) because for christmas for like the three consecutive years uh, my main present was the extended lord of the rings dvd set yes 100 percent in like those leather cases my family got a DVD player, or like I got a DVD player as a Christmas present along with the first Fellowship of the Rings extended DVDs. We got a DVD player for the first Harry Potter movie. <laughs> God, we're fucking nerds. Um, I, up until a couple of years ago, I had a cellophane wrapped copy of Sorcerer's Stone on VHS. All right. Number 41. Oh, good, you we get got this a- one whole bunch of ones from Travis and I actually wanted to make you read this one but here we go (laughs) the type of music played by the cantina band in Star Wars is called jizz the return of the Jedi novelization introduced the term jizz whaler to describe a musician but the term jizz as the name of the musical style was not introduced until the publication of Tales from the Maz Eisley Cantina 12 years later thank you Travis for this fact um so so Travis He's a smart dude, but he has trouble pulling facts out of his ass, and he didn't want to just Google them, so I waited until he was stoned and, like, something happened on TV where he started telling me about something, and then I wrote it down. (laughs) Highly recommend. I feel it for Travis, because, like, I sat down and tried to think of, like, just fun facts I knew, and I know I know fun facts. Oh, yeah. But, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, pull them out of my brain. They just come up in conversation, (laughs) or when I'm doing trivia uh number 42 the foaming agent in toothpaste called sodium laurel sulfate blocks your ability to taste sweetness and ups your sensitivity to bitterness which is why everything tastes like ass after you brush your teeth which is exactly why he brought this fact up i'm 
glad we finally solved the mystery. Uh, also from Travis, the roller number 43, uh, the roller coaster was invented in the 1880s by LaMarcus Thompson, who wanted to prevent people, people from going to brothels, by providing an alternate thrill. Yep. The roller coaster exists because people were fucking too much. <laughs> Graham crackers and roller coasters. Say, hey, I feel like a lot of the stuff event- invented around the same time period is to prevent people from having sex. Yep. Are touching themselves. Uh, number 44. The world's hottest pepper is called Pepper X. The man who developed the Carolina Reaper has a new pepper he's calling Pepper X and claims it lands at 3.18 million Scoville units. That's the scale that tells you how hot things are. Tabasco ranks between 2,500 and five, uh, 5,000 Scoville units. That's going to be too hot for me. Um, yeah, the Carolina Reaper will fuck your shit up, and I think it's like 2 million. That's too much. That's too the too spicy. I'm I'm from the Midwest. Uh, it's too spicy for me, and you know I'm okay. Yeah. Travis still calls me a weenie. Like he can handle a lot, but I don't know. All right, <laughs> for forty five, let's go back to Shane. April first, two thousand seven. Uh, Cocolo pins the ladder backstage to become the six hundred ninety fourth champion. Cocolo will reign for forty five days. Cocolo is a miniature dachshund dog. <laughs> I don't remember if the otter fact was mine or not. It's mine, I think. Okay, okay. I'll take it. All right, number 46. Baby sea otters can't swim. Their moms have to wrap them in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle around on their own. I. They also... Um, I have a lot of baby animal facts, I think. Uh, sea otters will also aerate their baby's fur to make them more buoyant. So, like, they'll blow air bubbles into their baby's fur. Cute. I know. Uh, number 47 is from uh, Leanne. Uh, the gluteus maximus, a.k.a. dad booty, is the <laughs> largest muscle in the human body, unless you're me and have no ass. That wasn't her. That was my commentary. <laughs> Leanne, I'm sure you have a great but I'm... Nope. <clears throat> Sarah, do you want to read 48? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, 48, in, also from Leanne. In 1951, for the first time, human cells were cultured for an extended period of time. At that time, no one had been able to maintain human cells in culture for more than a few days before they began to die. Uh, the cells that did survive in culture came from a cervical swab taken from a black woman named Henrietta Lacks in Baltimore, who had a very aggressive form of cervical cancer. Because the cells from her swabs were so durable, durable her immortal cells as they were called uh, were used for scientific research on both human and cancer cells and are still widely used in research to this day this cell line was named the hela cells for the first few letters of henrietta's first and last name she was never asked for consent or made aware that her cells were used for this purpose as it was not required at that time uh, she died from her cancer shortly after the sample was taken at the age of 31 her family was never informed never compensated for all of the research that has been done using the last remaining piece of her. However, her continued presence in hundreds of research fields make her more immortal than any of us can ever hope to be. There's a wonderful book about Henrietta and her cells. I believe it's called uh, The Immortal Henrietta Lacks. I've also heard it's very good. I do need to read that. Uh, That reflects on big topics like informed consent, racism, and sexism in science. So not only a cool fact, a very good book recommendation. Oh, yeah. That's why you got to pay people. I mean, a lot of other things. I mean, yeah. (laughs) All right, let's go back to Shane. September 16th, 2007. Ari Ueda, Shiori Takahashi, and Minami Tanabe uh, collectively pin former champion Suichi Ichiyama uh, to win the title. They reign for three days, and they are three elementary school girls. This is the first time the title is held by several people at once. 
October 7th, 2007. The title is won by Nao Sejima, who is not a wrestler. They are actually a, a, an adult film actress. Um, later that same night, Akihiro would go on to win the title. Um, Akihiro is, of course, a sex doll. And this will not be the last time that a sex doll does win this title. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> All right, number 50, uh, we've got another fact from Leanne. Your DNA is slowly disappearing. Every time your DNA replicates, the ends of each chromosome, which are called telomeres, shorten slightly. Though these areas of non-coding mean that they don't code for a protein, scientists hypothesize that the shortening contributes to human aging. In fact, one of the things that make cancer cells different from normal cells is their ability to maintain telomere length. So my DNA is what is doing this to me. Yes. Blame Mm -hmm. it on the DNA. Mm-hmm. All right, number 51 from yours truly. In the film As Above, So Below, the nightclub Scarlet is in when she's looking for Papillon is a real nightclub in Paris, and DJ Axiom, aka Axiom Whitlaw, is actually performing a set during the filming of the scene, which sounds like a fucking nightmare for every sound guy on set. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> So, number 52, there's only one U.S. state capital without a McDonald's, and not surprisingly, it's Montpelier, Vermont, which is home to only 7,500 people. Why is it which the is capital? tiny, because it's fucking Vermont. There's probably like 10,000 people in Vermont total. And, yeah, it's mostly really angry about that. Yeah, it's mostly just Bernie Sanders and people who run maple candy stands. Yeah, that sounds about right. And the Ben and Jerry's guys. So, national <laughs> heroes. Yeah, all. Uh, Let's go back to Shane for number 53. June 28th, 2009, Yoshihiko uh, wins the title, becoming the 814th champion. Yoshihiko is a sex doll with male makeup billed as the brother of previous champion and fellow sex doll, Akihiro. See, I told you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I do wonder how they're going to start topping the sex dolls, but... Well... There are many ways to top a sex doll, Sarah, and I'm not going to teach you on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, I regret saying any words at all. It's bottoming a sex doll. That's (laughs) Anyway, so number 54 is yours. So let's. Yeah, number 54. uh, Staff members of the embassies of Slovakia and Slovenia meet once a month to exchange incorrectly addressed mail. All right, number 55. Uh, Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer, narrated several audiobooks during his time in prison, including the gothic horror novel Flowers in the Attic and the novelization of Star Wars. Both very on brand. Um, This is only slightly related, but when I was just sitting, doing stuff, I, for some reason, thought about the, the movie Flowers in the Attic and then the book Flowers in the Attic. It's one of, of five books in the series, and... The plots are so buck wild. They are bananas. I don't think I've ever read them, but there was like a blog years and years back that kind of like recapped them, and I read all the recaps. The incest and the murder. Lots of incest. Obviously, that's like the draw of them. I had to look up a family tree because I didn't understand how like a certain (laughs) thing worked. It's fucking insane. It's It gets bananas. 70s were wild. Yeah. This is a book that was published for teenagers. Oh, God, it shouldn't have been. This is for, like, moms. All right, number 56. Captain Crunch's full name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. Fine, I guess. (laughs) I I don't know why I have qualms. He's been the captain of a serial for, like, 40 years. (laughs) Uh, Number 57, we're going to throw back to Shane. June 5th, 
2010. We're halfway there, folks. Masa Takanashi becomes the 842nd champion, and he holds the longest individual reign of 333 days. Yes, that's almost a year. Um, cumulatively, I believe it is even longer because this is not his only reign. He has a total of six. So we'll probably get into those numbers a little bit later, but just, you know, it, it's a big milestone, folks. July 19th, 2012, Dick Togo becomes the 923rd champion in Bolivia. This marks the first time the title changes hands outside of Japan. All right. Number 58. We're back to Avalon facts. Here we go. Uh, there is still a lot of scientific debate on exactly how the nose works, uh, specifically how the receptors in the nose work. It's commonly held that the shape of a molecule is sensed by the receptor, but it's been shown that humans can smell molecules that have been deuterated, deuterated. I can't pronounce that word, but it means that they've had their hydrogen atoms replaced with another word, deuterium, deuterium, deuterium. Avalon, include pronunciations next time. <laughs> we are smart people <laughs> anyway so they had their hydrogen atoms replaced with this other thing maintaining the shape but changing <laughs> their vibrational frequency which would suggest that our nose actually works with a mass spectrometer which is insane well that's horrifying I, I i don't need to know how my nose works just as long as it does uh number 59 from avalon next to the fuel level indicator in your car is a little arrow that tells you which side the tank is on i'm surprised that isn't just standard yeah i don't think my Last car had it, but my last car was a 1984 Oldsmobile Grand yeah. Royale, so it, that would do it. Uh, number 60. There may have been actively erupting volcanoes on the moon as recently as the time of the dinosaurs. Recent. That's Very fairly recent. recent. I mean, in terms of, like, the history of the world. Uh, number 61. The lyrebird can mimic almost any sound it hears, including chainsaws and children. They had a segment on them in Dancing with the Birds, and it is horrifying. <laughs> Especially when it does, like, the sound of children playing. Yeah, no, thank you. That's that's ghosts. The bird is haunted by ghosts. <laughs> it's a haunted bird. It's All a right. ghost bird. Let's go back to Shane for number 62. Why do I keep taking it from you? I'm sorry. It's, it doesn't matter. Those are anybody's. June 23rd, 2013, at the end of a nine-man, ten-minute battle royal, a calligraphy scroll bearing the word Komayo falls from the rafters onto DJ Nira, winning the title, becoming the 972nd champion, and reigning for 56 days. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, a piece of paper. I feel like that had to be planted there. Like, they didn't just have a piece of paper in the ceiling, like, right? I mean, who knows? I don't know. Have you ever been to a concert where it's like their second night playing or like someone else played the night before and like the bass vibrates confetti that's trapped in the rafters from the show before? Oh, yeah. It's like that, I assume. Yeah, but confetti is one thing, like a golden scroll. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's Japan. Go ahead. Uh, based on archaeological evidence, the first animals ever farmed were snails. It seems like a good first step. They feel pretty easy to take care of. They don't go very far. Well, that's the thing. I remember watching a thing somewhere, and snails are, like, notoriously hard to farm. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Snails and frogs. <laughs> Number 64, also from Avalon, uh, the Boy Scouts model, Be Prepared, was originally followed by To Die for Your Country. <laughs> it's a little intense. The Boy Scouts are a little intense. Yeah. Uh, number 65. Stephen King was hit by a car and then bought the car that hit him. 
<laughs> uh, King was hit by a van not far from his summer home in Maine in 1999. The incident left King with a collapsed lung, multiple fractures to his hip and leg, and a gash to the head. Afterward, King and his lawyer bought the van for $1,500, with King announcing that, yes, we've got the van and I'm going to take a sledgehammer and beat it. That's a good way to take your anger out on something. <laughs> Especially you know, if it, like, yeah. That came out sounding like uh, sarcastic, but really not. Like, instead of... I mean, if you have the money, like, obviously yeah. do that. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, number 66. The first stroller was invented in 1733 for the third Duke of Devonshire, and it was designed to be pulled by a goat, a dog, or a miniature horse. <laughs> That's adorable. Right? All right, let's go back to Shane for number 67. March 9th, 2014, uh, Sanchiro Takagi uh, wins the title, becoming the 999th champion, reigns for 51 days, then tries to uh, retire the championship, um, but unfortunately was knocked out by Poison Sawada, the uh, originator of the belt, with the belt. As Takagi, the champion, fell with the belt on his chest, the referee counted the pinfall, making the 1,000th Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Champion the Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship belt itself. It rained for less than a day, was pinned by Jun Akiyama, the 1,001st champion. Oh, <laughs> like I, I saw that coming in... Oh, <laughs> well, I've never heard of this before. All right, number 68, uh, a fact from Avalon. Up until recently, the kilogram was based on an actual piece of metal kept in a vault in France. It is called Le Grand K. I can't do an accent. I'm not going to try. Like, I was just skimming and I saw Le Grand K. I'm like, is that what they call special K in France? But (laughs) yes. Number 69. Nice. I'm so proud of you for making this the fact. Uh, This is from Avalon. Uh, Brazil nuts can be sexually transmitted. If someone eats a Brazil nut and then has unprotected sex with someone who is allergic to Brazil nuts, it will cause an allergic reaction. That is quite insane. (laughs) I don't want to know the physiological thing behind how that works, but just the fact that it does. I'm waiting for the episode of CSI where that's the cause. (laughs) Where that's what killed them. All right. Uh, Number 70. Bees can fly higher than Mount Everest, up to 29,529 feet. They're basically like planes. Itty bitty fuzzy planes. More powerful than we give them credit we for. We probably should do an episode on bees sometime. I will leave that to you. <laughs> Number 71. That weird stomach in your throat feeling when you're on a roller coaster or drop tower is legit, as your brain, intestines, and other internal <laughs> organs are also moving according to the motion. G force is the measure used to determine the intensity of a roller coaster. Uh, this is the force that is exerted on the physical object as a result of acceleration or gravity. In the case of roller coasters, there are different levels of G force. Most rides stick to a range around G4, but the maximum that the human body can withstand is G9. Or if you're me, G0. Not a roller coaster person? No. Motion sickness or just a weenie? I'm just a weenie. Okay. (laughs) I love that stomach in your throat feeling. Yeah. The best thing is doing the Tower of Terror after you've had a drink or two. (laughs) Oh, God, that's too much. Well, no, because the alcohol thins your blood, and caffeine does too, so like a rum and coke, and you're good to go. So the blood that rushes to your head when they drop you is thinner, so it gets there faster. (laughs) And then your stomach and your brain and stuff are like smacking against other stuff because they're not pinned down properly. Well, I mean, they are pinned down properly, but not for subjecting it to that. Yes, they probably doesn't feel like it. All right, let's go back to Shane. June 17th, 2016. Scott Hall becomes champion by pinning Chuck Taylor 
Uh, unfortunately, he reigns for less than a day as he is uh, handed a piece of paper by wrestler Colt Cabana and reads aloud the words, I give up, losing him the belt and crowning Colt Cabana the 1078th champion. June 21st, 2016, the uh, 1082nd champion uh, who reigns for two days is Bunny, who is, of course, a cat. Two days later, uh, Ryan Namath wins the title by trading the title away from Bunny for a cat treat. (laughs) I'm just going to let you sit with that for a minute. This is so stupid. I love it so much. God damn it, you left me with the one with German. Yep, that was not right, going to do this 73 one. Number 73 from Avalon. The German word for contraceptive pill is anti-baby pill. <laughs> and their word for placenta is mutterkuchen, which translates directly as mother cake. It is the worst language. Oh, boy. Or the best, honestly. Both. Both is good. Uh, number 74, also from Avalon, animals have accents. Specifically, British cows have been shown to moo in regional dialects. I want to meet a cow from Cambridge. Yes. <laughs> number 75, also from Avalon, Play-Doh was originally invented to clean coal dust off of wallpaper, and Silly Putty was supposed to be a synthetic rubber. As an adult, I got a little can of uh, Play-Doh in my stocking this year. <gasps> fun it's like blue glittery like it's all very fun the texture is great it still smells like a thousand asses and i don't know why we're doing that i love the smell of play-doh i hate I it it's so comforting but yeah no i've definitely brought out the play-doh with my niece and nephews and it's so much fun all right number 76 we're gonna go back to shane july 10th 2016 Eli Drake becomes the 1,102nd champion. Fortunately for him, he is immediately uh, tickled by wrestler Jarvis Cottonbelly. Uh, Eli asks Jarvis to stop tickling him, which the referee counts as a submission, uh, winning Jarvis the title. July 23rd, 2016, at San Diego Comic-Con, Ron Funches becomes the 1,112th Ironman Heavy Metalweight Champion. Yeah, Ron Funches. That, that Ron Funches, the one you're thinking of. Uh, let's take a moment to give a hand to Ron Funches. The Ron Funches that's in the Trolls movies? The Ron Funches, the sweetest human being alive, Ron Funches. I love that. Good for him. I'm so proud. All right, number 77. I in no way have been watching too much CSI. Clearly. Uh, the, gravita- <laughs> the gravitational pooling of blood called liver mortis can indicate a victim's time of death by analyzing the discoloration in the lowest part of the body. Liver mortis occurs shortly after the victim has died and the circulatory system has shut down. At this time, the blood will flow towards the part of the body that is closest to the ground, where gravity is most concentrated. As the blood accumulates, that area will swell slightly and become discolored. Forensic investigators can calculate time of death by measuring the amount and size of discoloration and comparing it with the physics behind the flow of blood. So, on crime shows when they're like the li- the lividity says that he died like five hours ago that's what it is boy we really are just bags of meat aren't we oh yeah cool the piece of equipment that they use to check liver temperature is literally a meat thermometer that sounds right all right number 78 the heads on easter island have bodies which i hate it i they're don't so- like to think about <laughs> they're very scary they're very big uh, number 79 on average, 1,836,000 meatballs are eaten daily at all of Ikea's 313 stores worldwide. 
All right, number 80. Amelia Earhart and her husband were once invited to dine with Eleanor Roosevelt and her brother Hall while the president was away from the White House. Midway through courses, Amelia suggested they all take an impromptu trip to Baltimore and back. Still in their former di- formal dinner clothing, the four of them went to Hoover Field Airport and boarded an Eastern Air Transport twin-engine aircraft. While two company pilots were supposed to fly the plane, Amelia Earhart basically commandeered it, uh, and Eleanor Roosevelt, who'd recently gotten a student pilot's license of her own, acted as her co-pilot. Uh, during the flight, Eleanor declared, It does mark an epoch, doesn't it, when a girl in an evening dress and slippers can pilot a plane at night. That is a beautiful story. I want this to be a movie. But... <laughs> I was a little disappointed because, like, when I first saw, like, just the initial blurb of the fact, it really made it seem that, like, Amelia Earhart and Eleanor Roosevelt snuck out of a stuffy White House party and then, like, took a joyride in a plane. It was a little more subdued than that, but, like... It's still very cool. It's still very cool. <laughs> and I still do want a movie with, about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it. I, I know people. I don't. <laughs> if I knew people, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> Uh, For number 81, we're going to go back to Shane. July 28th, 2016, Candice LeRae becomes the 1,114th champion by pinning former champion Joey Ryan in a dream. July 31st, 2016, uh, current champion Joey Ryan forfeited the title to the audience of the show by thanking them for his victory and saying that it was just as much theirs as it was his, which the referee interpreted as a forfeit, thus recognizing the audience as champion. The reign is only credited to Beyond Wrestling Audience and not the respective names of the people in attendance. Unfortunately for them, they immediately uh, start clapping and slapping their hands against the ring as they chant over their victory, which Ryan immediately tells the referee uh, is it counts as a tap out, and Ryan gets the title back. Which is a shame, because he turned out to be kind of a piece of shit. It's just, it gets better every time. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't even gotten to my favorite part yet. <laughs> How is the ladder not your favorite part? I'm still obsessed with that. Between the ladder and the kitty. Just wait. All right, number 82. We have a couple more facts from Leanne. Uh, epigenetics is a fairly new field in biology and genetics, but research this far seems to show that certain traits can be inherited through generations without changing your DNA. So areas of DNA can be modified uh, with, the addi- with the addition or removal of methyl groups, for example, which makes these genes more or less accessible when it comes time to use the D- DNA recipe to make proteins. Uh, so the example she gives is like, imagine a big post-it note being taped into a recipe card so you can't see some of the ingredients or a magnifying glass, which makes other ingredients even easier to read. So these DNA modifications are often pretty stable, but they can be passed down from generation to generation. So various triggers can cause these DNA modifications to occur, including smoking, famine, smoking, famine, trauma, any of that. (laughs) By this mechanism, you can literally inherit the trauma of your ancestors. I'm sorry, you just said (laughs) smoking. Like your the fucking mask, okay, Stanley Ipkiss. That is very oh. interesting, though. Maybe that's how I got my sense of direction. Passed down through your genetics, possibly. Uh, didn't wait. Didn't your family get lost trying to get to Oregon? Yep. <laughs> okay. You so your lack of direction, you mean? Yeah, I need to do a mini about it sometime. But my family was in a pioneer wagon train, and they got so lost that um, they named a pass after them. They didn't die or like have to eat themselves. So say not. As bad as the Donner Party, but not great. No. The Donner Party was like a 10. This was more of like a 6. Yeah, that sounds about Number 83, with Leanne explaining why carbon monoxide will kill you. Uh, so hemoglobin. Lots of fun facts from Leanne. 
<laughs> hemoglobin, which makes up a large part of the blood in your body, is a molecule with four uh, subunits, each of which contains an iron molecule. Each iron molecule can bind to oxygen in the lungs, and the entire hemoglobin then carries the oxygen through the bloodstream to your organs and places that need it. For this reason, iron deficiency leads to reduced oxygen levels. Once a hemoglobin has dropped off the oxygen, it will return to the lungs for a refill and do it all over again. Now with carbon monoxide, the iron sees the single oxygen molecule and binds to it, but unlike the bonding with uh, O2, the bond with the carbon monoxide is very strong, so the iron is unable to let go of the carbon monoxide. In fact, those iron molecules prefer to bind with the carbon monoxide that, to create that strong bond, so they will favor carbon monoxide even when oxygen is present. Thanks, body! As the carbon monoxide binds the iron in your hemoglobin, it physically blocks the hemoglobin from bonding with oxygen and remains stuck on that iron molecule permanently. Not this great. means that oxygen can never bind there again, and that hemoglobin can no longer bring oxygen through your body. Unfortunately, with too much carbon monoxide exposure, your body cannot produce hemoglobin fast enough to make up for all the broken ones bound to the carbon monoxide, and so your organs will begin to shut down from oxygen deprivation. Big yikes. Yikes indeed. Check your carbon monoxide detectors, everybody. Yeah. I should maybe get one of those. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> Number 84, we're going to go back to Shane. August 18th, 2016, Vince McMahon's star on the Walk of Fame becomes the 1,147th champion. December 4th, 2016, a bus wins the title. It doesn't say how, and I'm really kind of freaked out that it doesn't say how the bus won the title because I really hope a bus didn't run over somebody. But later that night, a pork bun wins the title, so I'm pretty sure everyone was okay. Oh, you know, actually, maybe not the pork bun because, you know, someone probably just ate that pork bun to beat it. Again, this article doesn't say. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> Fucking pork bun. Is the pork bun okay? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, that's really good. The genuine concern in his voice. <laughs> All right. Number 89. According to Greek mythology. 85. You what? Said, you said the number wrong. It's 85. Oh, shit. I was getting ahead of myself. Number 85 from Avalon. There's a secret walled-off bathroom in the Vatican, <laughs> wallpapered in erotic paintings. It's left over from one of those evil supervillain popes, which we will have Avalon on an episode about the popes. I Gosh, assure you. We need you. to do a pope episode. <laughs> 86, also from Avalon. Uh, according to Leo Alasius, a 17th century Vatican librarian, uh, De Propuccio Domini Nostri Jesu Christi Diatriba, I mangled that for sure. Uh, it translates to a discussion of the foreskin of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' foreskin was taken up to the heavens where it became the rings around Saturn. All right. Um, I think the next one might be a repeat. Oops. <laughs> Hold on. I can fix this. Number 87. A chef reportedly invented potato chips in 1853, but he wasn't trying to make the world's best snack food. Chef George Crumb sent the paper-thin potatoes cooked until they were crisp to a customer in his Saratoga Springs restaurant who complained that his fries were, quote, too thin. Saratoga chips became a menu favorite, but potato chips didn't gain widespread popularity until they were mass-produced in the 1920s. Really want some potato chips now. We're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 88, we are back to Shane. March 20th, 2017, during the Judgment 2017 DDT 20th anniversary show, the title is won by a Kotatsu table, which is one of those tables in Japan that has like the blanket around the edge and there's a heater underneath, which <laughs> I could buy that one. 
That one just makes a lot of sense to me. April 1st, 2017, in Orlando, Florida, the 1,237th champion uh, is the Invisible Man, a wrestler that no one can see. August 3rd, 2019, during the DDT Beer Garden Fight 2019 DDT Day, uh, Beer Can is declared the 1,397th champion. Later that show, consumed by Yuki Ueno, the notes just say, drank the beer, comma, declared new champion. Makes sense to me. November 3rd, 2019, the title is won by a chair, which isn't surprising at this point, really. The interesting thing, though, is that another chair fell on top of that chair, and then the second chair became champion. Now, I don't want you to confuse this with the latter situation earlier. This is two separate chairs back to back. All right, now I get to read uh, number 89. Uh, According to Greek mythology, Athena and Poseidon agreed that whoever gave the city the best gift would become guardian over Athens, which I never said when I wrote this down. Uh, Though Poseidon gave the gift of water, Athena's gift of an olive tree was deemed by the other gods to be more valuable. I have to agree. Yeah, gotta get that olive oil. Uh, Number 90, a contronym is a word that acts as its own opposite. For example, when you seed a lawn, you're adding seeds, but when you seed a tomato, you are removing them. It means both. Interesting. I never thought of that. Uh, Number 91 from Avalon. The giant tortoise didn't receive a scientific classification for over a century after after their discovery because the sailors kept eating them. For a century, like they kept bringing more and more and they just couldn't resist. <laughs> Apparently, giant tortoises are really delicious and they have an internal bladder that stores water in an incredibly pure state. The thing I like about Avalon's facts is that I hear it in my head in Avalon's voice. <laughs> God damn it. Now I got to think about that. Uh, number 92. Cary Grant and Clark Gable used to meet up once a year to exchange unwanted monogrammed Christmas gifts. <laughs> I would venture to say that that's the cutest fact that we have. Right? You gotta find a friend with your same initials. Number 93 from Avalon. Betty White is about six years older than sliced bread. And a national treasure. Yeah, she just celebrated her 98th birthday. Damn. Yeah. She's great. All right, we're gonna take it back to Shane. We have one last, uh, I was gonna say, like, epic segment. Epic? No. Yeah, it's about two I should let you introduce this one. Um... Yeah, so it's the end of the timeline for the the wrestling championship and then some statistics for you. A thrilling uh, conclusion. Yes. There we go. November 11th, 2020, uh, Britt Baker becomes the 1,497th Ironman heavy metalweight champion. Uh, This is also for the REW Pakistan 24-7 championship, which is just a different 24-7 title from a different company. Uh, She would reign for 36 days before being pinned by the current champion, a copy of the Young Bucks autobiography, Killing the Business, on December 16th, 2020, when Baker fell asleep while reading the book and it fell on top of her. This is, of course, also for the REW Pakistan 24-7 championship. So that is your current champion is a copy of uh, the Young Bucks autobiography. So now we've run down some of the most notable moments in history, just a quick collection of other fun facts uh the person with the most combined days as champion with a total of 31 reigns uh is danshuk odino with 437 combined days as champion Uh, the person with the most reigns is shinobu at 185 reigns for a collective 
reign length of eight days. There are 245 people tied for reign length at less than one day. They're all in 142nd place. The longest reigning non-human champion is Yoshihiko, the second sex doll to win the title. And they have a combined reign of 380 days over a total of 16 reigns. Uh, They are followed up in second place with 252 combined days, four reigns, by Arnold Skeskejanker, who, uh, upon further research, is another invisible wrestler who cannot be seen. I hope you enjoyed this peek into one of my favorite little alleys of professional wrestling trivia. Man, wrestling is so cool. (laughs) That was a thrilling saga. (laughs) I love it so much. So the current reigning champion is a book. Yeah. I'm surprised that the title changed hands at all during 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Number 95. In Pennsylvania, there's a law that says any motorist who sights a team of horses coming towards him must pull well off the road, cover his car with a blanket or canvas that blends with the countryside, and let the horses pass. If the horses appear skittish, the motorist must take apart his car piece by piece and hide it under the nearest bushes. I feel like even in the olden times, that would take a little time. To completely disassemble a car? Oh, yeah. No, I think it might take more time because people didn't have any idea what they were doing. (laughs) I mean, it's a fair law, though. It makes sense. I can see why it's still on the books. Number 96. You can hear a blue whale's heartbeat from more than two miles away. That's... They're big. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, like, really feel the scale of them when you're watching, like, a documentary, but those bitches are huge. Yeah. Number 97 from Avalon. The last person to be executed in France by guillotine was in 19 goddamn 77. <laughs> I feel like I knew this and he may have like requested it. I don't know if that's true. I might just be making that up, but that's yeah. too soon. That's way too recent. Yeah. I don't like it. Number 98, also from Avalon. Uh, it's actually impossible to get lost in a labyrinth as unlike a maze, there's only one path that leads through a labyrinth. No shit. Yeah. Well, and if you keep your hand on the left-hand wall of a maze, you usually make it through okay. Interesting. I'm going to keep that in mind next time I'm lost in a maze. Yeah, it came in handy when I was playing some video game that I don't remember. Um, Not Pokemon. Might have been Breath of the Wild. But yeah, if you're having trouble getting through a maze in a video game, left hand on the wall. Got it. Um, Number 99. If two pieces of the same type of metal touch in space, they will bond and be permanently stuck together. This effect is called cold welding. It happens because of the atoms of the individual pieces of metal have no way of knowing that they are different pieces of metal, so the lump joins together. This wouldn't happen on Earth because there is air and water separating the pieces. This might be like the fact of the episode to me. Like, th- what one? the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Like, I get it. But the first thing my mind went to was that scene in The Last Jedi where General Holdo rams the starship through the, uh-huh. the um, not the Empire. The the other big Empire, First Order ship. The First Order ship. Like, it would just meld together. Hmm. Yeah. Though I guess, like, mm, I, they would have to be the same type of metal, though, if they were different types of metal. It's true, I guess. Also, I'm not going to question the science in a Star Wars movie. because Well, the thing about that is that they were scientifically accurate in cutting to complete silence during that scene because there right. is no sound in space. In space, no one can hear you scream. Literally. It's the last one. Number Fact number 100. Thank you for bearing with us through this 
truly epic list. Uh, a baby puffin is called a puffling. <laughs> That's a good one to end on. I thought so. It's a solid fact. Puffling. Can't even. We did it. We did 100 episodes. We did 100 episodes. We did 100 facts. With some to spare, I would say. Yeah, I think we went a little over, um, but that's okay, because I needed to make sure every single thing Shane said made it (laughs) into this episode. Um, thank you so much to everyone who contributed facts. Thank you to everyone who s- continues to listen to this show. Seriously, if you're still listening after 100 episodes, you there's something wrong with you probably, but that's okay. Like, I will be the first to admit, those first like 15 episodes are a hot mess, but you stuck with it. You learned with us. And I'm very excited because yeah. we're going to we're going to do 100 more. Hell yes, we are. And in 2025, We'll come back and do the 200th episode, and we won't do 200 facts because that will kill me. No, that's that's too many. I will be in my mid-30s and not able to handle the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, do you feel- still remember the spiel? It's been a while. No, this is our first record back after the holidays. And if you still send us fun facts, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Afternoonified. We're uh getafternoonify.com where you can listen to old episodes you can buy merch those proceeds are still going to black lives matter um it it blows my fucking mind that there are people out there that have stickers that say i got kidnapped by bigfoot in a national park and all i got was a stupid sticker god bless you just someone out there owns it and it's weird but um let's see Remember to rate, subscribe, review. I love reviews. I love nice reviews. We've been over this before. Uh, <laughs> and I don't remember if I say anything else. I'll get there. That sounds all about right. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening and we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. What up, So Below listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of So Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.